Welcome, everybody. Uh, I love this uh, this next guest of ours, uh, David uh, Slama. David and I have worked on on a project together, and I got a chance to really hang out with uh, with him. We intersected on a few more projects, but didn't get a chance to do any scenes together. So I'm looking forward to the time when we do. Please welcome David James Slama. Hi, everybody. How y'all doing? Thank you, Alan, for having me here today. Oh, it's, it's my pleasure. It's long overdue. You you should have been on here a long time ago, and I'm so happy that you uh, kind of reminded me uh, a week ago saying, dude, when, when am I coming on? And uh, I, you know, I, I really am happy to have you on because, again, the, the Chicago community and, you know, Chicago, Wisconsin, the Illinois, Wisconsin community is is a uh, small one, a tight one. And uh, uh, honestly, I haven't met anyone uh, at least so far, you know, fingers crossed, that I did not enjoy uh, working with, or I did not think was it was a great human being. So uh, I'm I'm really happy that you're. Yeah, and, and you know, and you, you talk about community of actors. It, it 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 is amazing how because it's it's fairly tight knit, and you know, we're we're not a large, we're not an LA or a New York community that, or Atlanta. I guess we should add them in now. Um, that we definitely do try to look out for each other and you know the number of times that you know i have been sent a lead on something or i've tried to send out leads to people you know we definitely try to look out for each other here absolutely it's look it's uh it's a cliche but we're really all in this together uh if it's there are two ways of looking at it you know people can look at it as competition of somebody's getting my part or people can look at it as hey you know, I'm going to do what I can to help everybody else out because it's just the right thing to do. And eventually it all works out where somebody is on another project and they're going to remember and call you. Um, it's That's how it is. And I've gotten projects that way. You know, I've uh, given leads to uh, to friends of mine. Uh, my friends have uh, brought me onto projects. It's That's the way it's supposed to work. I think we all, you know, uh, we all rise uh, together. And Actually, if, if we kind of look at um, some of the biggest, uh, you know, actors actors out there in uh, in L.A., in New York, and we look at some of their work, uh, Adam Sandler is a good example. Um, you know, he works, he works with his buddies. You know, he, yeah. they get together, they make a movie. Uh, it's, it's essentially the same group of people. And uh, lots of people do it that way. You know, James, uh, James excuse me, uh, Quentin Tarantino is another one. So uh, Kevin, can't forget Kevin Smith's of the world, you know. Right. Yeah, Kevin all Smith. Yeah, uses the same characters all the time. So yeah, so uh, it's the community that grows together. Kind of, uh, they they end up uh, doing things together. And you and I, the first time that we intersected was at uh, one of my favorite young directors, Jack Krupp. Jack, if you're watching, love you, buddy. Um, and we worked on the same project. Uh, what I don't know if you know is that. I actually had your role before before you had the role. Did you, oh, know did you really? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Jack, this was again an indie, and uh, um, I got I uh, I got an audition from Jack and his uh, his partner at that time for the role of a homeless man. And uh, the audition was a really cool one because I didn't know what to expect. And they're like, well, you know, we think that uh, you have the range. We looked at your uh, your we looked at your reel. We think you can play it. Um, and I said, I'd love to uh, audition. And they got me up on FaceTime and they basically said, you know, you look the way you look. 
um, you know, we don't really buy you as a homeless person. You have one minute for us to buy you as a homeless person. Uh, and you have one minute for us to give you a dollar uh, that you're asking for. And, you know, on the spot, which is, I, I love that. And uh, Jack kind of does all these things, uh, you know, to actors. And I, I had no time to think. The only thing I had time for is basically try to very quickly identify of what would make me homeless. Because I look like me, you know, there's only so many, uh, you know, we, we can put makeup on and that's going to look different. But if we're just talking like this, you know, it's hard for me for somebody to believe that I am. So I snapped into, uh, you know, I made a bad financial investment. I lost my wife. I lost my children. I lost my house. And I'm out in the streets. And I'm, I... I don't know how this happened, but I just need uh, some help. And during the audition itself, I almost started crying. I got so emotional during it. They're like, dude, we buy, you're hired. And <laughs> I got that, I got that role. So I we're supposed to shoot it. This was uh, uh, you know two or three months before uh, we ended up actually shooting it. We're supposed to shoot it. Uh, it's an overnight shot uh, in, in Chicago. So I'm in Vernon Hills. So I you know put my wife and kids to bed. At 11, I schlepped my butt uh, to uh, to downtown, almost downtown. I park my car, I get in there, uh, and I see you know some people uh, by the by the restaurant. Uh, Jack walks up to me. I'm ready to go. Jack walks up to me, says, "I don't know how to tell you this, but my whole my whole you know film crew walked out." Uh, yeah, I didn't and, know that. Yeah, he's like the whole film crew walked out. You know, they don't want to work these hours. They don't want to do overnights. Uh, we we can shoot, and he's like, you know, I'm happy to pay you uh, for you know cab or whatever. I'm like, dude, it happens. Don't worry about it. Uh, call me when you're ready. I got back in my car and I got uh, home. And then a month and a half later, Jack uh, follows up with me and says, okay, so we're we're going to be doing some stuff, but I have a question for you. Uh, I'm rewriting the story a bit. Uh, do you want to play? Uh, do you want to play Nico, who's the owner of the restaurant? Because it was supposed to be a woman. The woman dropped out uh, in the schedule. So he said, uh, "Do you want to be Nico?" I said, "Absolutely." And then that's how I became Nico, and a role opened up for a homeless man, which thankfully you got because you were awesome. <laughs> yes, and and I got to live in all of my scruff, and I, I, you know I don't know whatever happened to the uh, fur hat that I had. But that fur hat just just made the whole character, you know. Um, it was a cool experience, and and uh, kind of again because I had a chance to embody that role a bit, you know. As I was Nico, and as I was uh, kind of uh, you know seeing what you were doing, and we had you know some of the same coverage, so I couldn't <laughs> pay too close attention. But when I had uh, had a break and watching you uh, do it, I'm like. That's a great way of doing it. I'm glad they hired him because I would have done things differently. And maybe it would have worked, maybe not. But I like what you were doing. And it was really, really interesting to see. Well, and, you know, and you're saying that, and I really appreciate that too. Thank you. Um, you know, there's so many times, and I'm sure you've done this too, where you've gone and you've auditioned for a role. Yeah. And you're like, I, man, I, I, I nailed it. You know, I, it's mine. I got it. And they don't go with you. Mm -hmm. But then you you see the final product, you know, and, and I did this with it was for a, uh, uh, a serial commercial. And I looked at who they picked for the character that I, I auditioned for. And, you know, the one that I, I knew it, I had it. And I looked at the guy and I'm like, 
yeah. Yeah, he he needed to be that character, you know? And, and so, and it is fun to see how, uh, honestly, though, I will tell you, I feel that they took some of my audition and <laughs> and, and made it his character. Um, but it, you know, from the look of it, I knew that that look had to be that guy, you know? And, and, and like you said, and we can't have this as a competition. We have to look at it as we're raising up other actors, you know, and we have to support them again as a smaller community. Yeah, it's, I, I don't know about others and I'm not trying to, you know, elevate myself in, in any way, but for me, and I've always said it this way, you know, when people are asking, is it better for you to receive a gift or to give one? Uh, for me, I'm on the give one. Uh, I would like more because I love doing something that makes somebody else smile or happy. Uh, I get great satisfaction, not from their thank you, but I just, I'm doing something kind for somebody else. I, I uh, that's, that's a great energy for me. And I love that part. So I don't understand why people would not be <laughs> trying to do something for, for others. I, you know, an example is another one of our acting buddies. Um, I, I had a perfect uh, kind of, uh, you know, commercial uh, fun spot uh, for me that a director called me on, you know, a Russian speaking guy, somebody, uh, you know, who's, who's supposed to be, you know, doing a fun bit. And uh, uh, the date that they're shooting, I'm on vacation. So uh, the first, you know, I, I apologize to the director. I thank them for it. And I said, but I have a perfect guy for you. And I reach out to uh, to my buddy who ended up getting it and was great at it. So like, I feel happy that I did that. I felt a lot happier that I did it than I was sad that I didn't get the part. And I, I think most of our community is that way. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And and it's the ones that, that don't have that feeling that yeah. then we have to have concern for. Um, when, when I say that, concern, concern from the heart for. You know that, that they will one day you know i i've converted part of my house into a recording um audition studio you know and and people will call me up hey david i've got this that i need recorded hey david you know 10 o'clock at night i had a clock call at six o'clock this morning hey david i have a i have an audition that's due at noon you know and you're right it, it's it's that i'm not trying to pat myself on the back but it's that idea of, of being able to say yes and let me help you and let's hope that this turns into something. Yeah. Um, it's just these, it's a relationship based business, right? You know, we all as actors, we all have our strengths and weaknesses, but it's a relationship based business. If somebody, whether it's a director or producer or a fellow actor, casting director, if somebody knows that you're a good person. If somebody, you know, you may not be right for this part or you may, you know, miss it out for, for a variety of 10,000 reasons why we don't get a, a specific role. But if they know that you're a good guy, they're going to want to work with you. You know, Jack Kropp, I think five or six projects we've been on together already. And uh, he just continues kind of finding uh, things for me because we enjoy working together and we, we align in the way that you know, his creative vision uh, aligns with uh, how I approach the character. So it's just, that's the way it is. And, and I love that uh, part of the business. And that's why for me, because our business is weird, because 
there is very little money in it un unless you're you know hitting uh, uh, a series regular role or a national commercial. Now that's union, not non-union anymore. Or, yeah. or you know, you're doing a big movie, which uh, again sometimes happens. But there is not a lot of money. We all have to uh, kind of hustle. Why not help each other out? I, I just don't get it. Right. Right. Yeah, and and that's exactly it. you know, and I, I tell people because I, I do work for Rideshare. I don't know if you want me to say the company name, so we'll just say Rideshare. But I, I call that the Midwest version of being an L.A. waiter or waitress, yeah. you know, because you, you have to have that side hustle. And and oddly enough, I was actually driving in Milwaukee one day. Uh, this was pre-COVID. And I picked up a couple at a, a restaurant downtown Milwaukee. And we're just, you know, I happened to be talking and you know, they said, yeah, they were here visiting from L.A. And I was like, oh, great. You know, and I heard, you know, L.A. people you know, this and that. And she's like, yeah, and my, my dentist actually tried to give me his resume one day. I was like, why would you die? Why would your dentist try to give you his resume? Well, because my husband and I, we, we write for a TV show. And I was like, okay. Like, yeah, we're, we're the writers for, for this TV show. And I'm like, you're kidding me. That's incredible. And so there was a connection made. And, and I told her, well, you know, I, I'm an actor and, you know, and I was like, I actually just got done with an audition before I started working here. She's like, you don't happen to have your headshot with you. I was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> you know, and so that that side hustle turned into, you know, a, a, a connection. Yeah. You know, uh, I actually think the right chair is a great side hustle because you have to go and, you know, you being in Wisconsin. You have auditions all over Wisconsin. You have auditions in Illinois. You know, for you being uh, with a ride share, you can actually drive to work, and then you can work, and then you can do, you have a lot more flexibility. It's a great choice. I love it. Yeah, it it is odd though. It, it it's it's a weird thing that Wisconsin drivers can drive all over Wisconsin. Okay. Wisconsin drivers, once we cross the Illinois border, we can drop the Illinois rider off. And then we can't drive back, but <laughs> exactly. But if an Illinois driver takes a fare up to Wisconsin, they can pick up another ride and take it back south. And there, there's there's an odd reciprocity that that occurs that way, and it also kind of occurs within our field that you know um, Illinois offers tax credits for. Uh, Illinois residents to, you know, for filming and, and, or, you know, outside companies that come in to film within Illinois. So they tend to try to buy for Illinois residents to fill those spots so that they can take on those credits, which then puts us unfortunate Wisconsin folk at a disadvantage. And I really think that it, it would be a great idea if somehow, because Wisconsin no longer has tax credits and that's a political thing that I won't get into, um, that we could somehow get a reciprocity of, you know, maybe Wisconsin, Indiana, Michigan and Iowa start kind of pushing it, but, you know, between Indiana, Illinois, Wisconsin to get a reciprocity that that tax credit could somehow apply to us. That would be great, and because uh, it's a little unfair. I mean, you know, Milwaukee is is pretty close, um, and uh, 
you know, on the other side, there are plenty of places in Indiana that are almost suburbs of the Chicagoland area. So uh, it, it should be available there. But that's sad. I did not, uh, I did not realize that. I'm sorry. Um, okay. Well. Um, so if anybody's listening, yeah. let's try to get a reciprocity going. <laughs> yes. You know, I will uh, will hashtag that, and uh, we'll we'll come up with a clever one, something with I L W I I N D reciprocity. That's too long to spell. We'll we'll figure it out. <laughs> Maybe that's why they haven't done it yet, because they just couldn't figure out a clever hashtag. So right. yeah. we'll, right. we'll take we'll take suggestions right below this video. Please uh, please go ahead. And do it. Um, now, one uh, one other thing that I kind of uh, uh, noticed about your work is that, and I wanted to dive into some of your training uh, in a second, but you know, when uh, when we were shooting last, I saw Nico, which is the uh, you know the the part that though not the part the project the indie that we were both on. Um, there was fortunately some uh, kind of uh, training and uh, rehearsal before that. Uh, so what Jack did, he got us into a library. Uh, and then uh, he rented, uh, you know, some conference space, and we basically were just doing all sorts of improv stuff, and then uh, going and reading the script. So I noticed that your improv game was very strong. You know, right away you were just uh, in it. So I'm like, okay, mental check. All right. So uh, David has done uh, improv before. So I wanted to uh, to talk to you about your training because in our, you know, Midwest uh, uh, kind of region, uh, improv is uh, is a big uh, part of what we do, whether we actually end up doing improv or not. But even during auditions, you're going to be doing improv. So what is your improv uh, training and where did you get? So I have um, got about, I think about four years now worth of improv training uh, nice. with a troupe out of Milwaukee called the C Team. Um, they, Unfortunately, it's not a recognized group. It's not a um, a laugh factory. It's not a you know funny a comedy sports stuff like that. But it, it really has opened up that that sense of self, you know, and and that realization that and many people may not know this about improv. Improv isn't just about making stuff up on the go. It's about enhancing your partner and advancing the scene. You know, it, it, it's an idea of you never want to say no to an idea. And you always want to have an open ended question. And, and I think that that, you know, as you're saying with auditions, you want to have that that opportunity that people are, they're going to say, well, let's try it this way. Mm -hmm. And no, I'm not. Well, okay, yes, let's try it that way. You know, and, and it really so with improv um, and performance of improv, not just through the training, it it really does enhance what we're doing. And, uh, you know, I, I wasn't a big proponent of training at the onset of my career. But as I was talking to what I consider big movie stars and, you know, after 30 years of them being in the industry and they're still talking that they take classes, I put myself 100% behind that. Yeah. Um, I found improv extremely useful, uh, you know, during the audition or being on set or working with a director because you're always open. You know, improv is about being present, it's about being open, and it's about being uh, flexible. 
and all of those things are available immediately. And you know, in our you know pre-show uh, you know chit chat, uh, I went into an accent. You followed me right there with the with the same accent. We had fun. That's that's the way you know uh, improv is. It's just you know you you take the idea and you run with it. And whether it's funny or not, it's you're just there together. And something normally happens that uh, is enjoyable. Being, I think somebody one told me of being in the moment. Yeah. You know, it, it, it being present and and like you said, being present. I guess that's probably the biggest thing is being present, being at that moment. Yeah. So, what other training have you done? Uh, you know, as as you decided that you were going to do more training, you've done some improv. What else did you do in terms of? Uh, uh, I've I've gone through the Chubbuck technique. Mm -hmm. um, there's a, a uh, an acting school in Kenosha um, that has gone through the Chubbuck technique with me. Um, <clears throat> during COVID, I took multiple classes. Yeah. Um, fortunately, you know, a lot of companies that may have been charging pre-COVID started doing free classes, right. you know, and so you could do what they call jump-ins. You know, they I would get an email, they'd say, hey, we're, we're doing this today. Um, so I, I, I learned um, script, uh, script writing, I learned script analysis, uh, character analysis, which is probably the, the biggest thing that an actor can use uh, character analysis is where you're you're trying to find out your your motivation, I guess, if you will. Um, you know who your character is, where they were before this scene. Yeah. You know, uh, like you said with with the homeless guy. You know, when when you were thinking about it, it's like, okay, wait, what was the background? You know, was was he in banking? Was he in finance? Was he you know mentally disturbed? And so you you have to look at all of that as an actor you can't just say oh i'm an actor and you know give me a script and i'm going to read it and there has to be some connection to that to that person yeah and uh i've been you know as i was going through my whole kind of acting experience uh i went from one end to, of the spectrum to another which is what a lot of the actors do and it's probably not you know horizontal it, it's more it's more circular where we start in one place and then we eventually end up there. But uh, the more, because a lot of the acting programs are drilling into you that, hey, you know, it's not you, it's the character. It's not you, it's the character. What does the character want? What is the analysis of the, uh, you know, uh, what does it say on page? How do you uh, snap into it? That we really miss out what we are and what we bring to the table. So the more I kind of went away from it, the more it felt unnatural to me. So now, instead of starting with the character and you know doing all the study there i start with myself and i start with what do i identify with and then i you know i created my own little acting uh, technique of it's i call it the butterfly effect uh, technique basically i go into my past and i figure out at what point in my past would i have made a choice that would have made me be a different uh, person in certain ways so whatever that character identification is uh, it's okay, here's that choice. I go into that choice, I'm still me. I know how to be me, but now I'm me with different experiences, with different uh, emotions, with different associations. And I can live that uh, life and it's much easier for me to get back to being me. So that kind of became my you know, principle. And I think as actors, we get lost. 
we get lost in so many different uh, techniques and so much teaching and so many, you know, all the trial and error where just start with yourself. You're you. You're interesting as it. The reason why they brought you in is because they saw your headshot, usually. They right. mostly didn't even watch your demo. They saw your headshot. They saw something in your eyes. That's you. There is, you know, build on that. Uh, right. Start with that and then go from there. So that that became much easier for me uh, to work after I got to that point. Well, and, and yeah, and, and feeding off of that, that is part of what I don't know necessarily that it was part of the Chubbuck uh, the Chubbuck technique, but um, what my my instructor did tell me is talk to somebody. When I'm saying talk as, as the character, talk to somebody that is in your life. You know, so the number of times that I would be a father on paper, well, then of course I'm going to be trying to talk to my daughter rather than this character. And and, and that, I do agree with you on that because I think that by by personalizing it, you internalize it, and I think that it, it helps bring out that that better emotion. You know, yeah, and you can fake crying, but you want to be able to really cry. Yeah. And the really cry part is is a very interesting thing to master. Uh, because if you are, you know, and one of the acting techniques that all of us have been uh, taught is you have to do replacement, right? So, you know, like in Nico, uh, his daughter committed suicide. So there is a very emotional scene in which Nico breaks down upon hearing about uh, his daughter getting uh, committing suicide. So, you know, one way would be to imagine that, you know, something else happened, something like that happened to my own child, and then really tap into that. The issue is in take one, real, actually take one, maybe not. Take two, really get into it, real tears. Uh, take three, by that time, okay, I'm feeling a little better about it, so there's less tears. Tear, you know, take four, maybe no tears at all because I've lived through that ex emotion. I kind of let it out. That's the whole point of teary. You know, yeah. you're 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 letting that emotion uh, flow through you and it's out. So being able to be on all the time with real tears when you have multiple takes and then multiple coverages and all of the other things that we have to worry about is freaking hard and that's where i found that uh personal experiences and using your own does not work all the time so you actually have to take that out and you have to uh build another character in a way that you're associating with but it's not real uh person uh then you don't then you can tap into it and there is a a lot more available to you rather than your own experience, which is going to be more true. I'll, I'll have to tap into that with you outside of this because I have a feeling that's going to be more than just, you know, a 20, 30 minute conversation. Because I, when you said, you know, about getting into that first take, the second take, the third take, you're right. Because by that, that fourth take, you you have, you've worked through that. It's like going to therapy. <laughs> you, you've worked through that emotion and you can't cry anymore. And so it's nice to know that that isn't just me. Yeah, you know? it's not. It's, yeah. it's a lot of actors and some actors don't actually want to do that at all. They don't want to relive uh, personal drama in order to you know generate an emotion. So that's why there are all sorts of uh, techniques and they use, you know, a little, um, uh, I think it's called tear something, uh, but basically 
uh, they put uh, something under the eyes, uh, it's like a lip uh, balm, but it has you know some essential oils, and they put it under the eyes that allows you to um, to get tears. Another you know way to do it is through breathing. You know, before we tear up, our breathing changes. We're not normally because the breathing changes, and your breathing becomes more shallow, and it becomes here, and then you, all of a sudden your body, because the brain knows what the chemistry is, and an associated thought brings an emotion. It knows that there is a memory of it. So as you get into the into the process of breathing, then you can uh, start uh, tearing up. So that's another way of doing it. Another way of doing it is uh, by um, I had one more <laughs> I had one more method. I'll remember it in a second. You have the old technique of you know you, you cover your your mouth and then you pull a hair out of your nose. Yeah, that's true. You know, create a, a a physical pain that is going to bring a tear out of your eyes. So, yeah, uh, uh, closing your eyes, rubbing your eyes, right? That's another thing because you close your eyes rapidly if you enough times, you're going to have uh, tears come out. Or even the simplest thing of just eye drops, right? You can put eye drops, your eyes uh, tear up, and then you're good to go. So there, there are all sorts of uh, uh, you know tricks, and we just mentioned some of them that yeah. uh, you know top of mind, but. I, I, the more actors that I talk to, the more I realize that going back and reliving uh, personal drama is not something that you can tap into all the time. And it's not enough for all of the, you know, <laughs> all the takes. And usually it's not a good way to go for a whole host of, uh, you know, psychological and emotional reasons. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, and, and I guess I didn't want to lead it into that, that that is, you know, what I want to do for, for all my tears and all my emotions. Yeah. You're right, because that it can only go so far, you know, and and if if I've lived through my father dying seven times on seven different films, at some point I'm going to just be like, yeah, OK, my dad died, yeah. you know, so sounds cold. I'm not cold and callous people, I, I promise. So. <laughs> no, no, you're not. I know you well, well enough to know that that's not the case. Um, so. I want to talk to you about kind of again the, the craziness of our business because um, you know you and I are, are middle aged and we're doing this thing and uh, wait you're middle aged I am middle aged uh, I'm like 23 I just look older yeah it's it's probably just because you had an audition and you're going for a certain look nicely done my friend. thank you thank you it's makeup it's all makeup. It's all makeup. It's lighting, makeup. It's the magic of the, uh, you know, the television set. Um, so you and I, at your uh, younger age and mine, uh, older age, we're we're trying to kind of live this uh, this dream and uh, to pursue a career in a small, okay, maybe not small, medium-sized market, right? It's not LA. It's not New York. It's not a primary market. So in a medium-sized market. Uh, now you just told me that you know Wisconsinites are, are not getting even uh, the right opportunities in Illinois because of the tax credits. Um, why do you do it? You know that's probably the billion dollar question, not even the million dollar question. Um, people ask me, you know, have have you acted your whole life? Were you in in theater in high school? I, I wasn't. I was a very closed child. I was very naive. I was very self-conscious. Um, and, and even today I am still self-conscious, 
but why do I do this? And why do I do it, especially within my age? Because I, I did start a little bit later. Um, it, it, it's just fun. It, it's fun entertaining people. It, it's fun having that, that hunt, if you will, for that, that golden goose, you know, I, I think that you would want at some point to have a series regular that you would love to be that that lead guy in an action film or a drama film or, or whatever, love interest, whatever it may be. And, and I think that that's what it comes down to is that that overall human desire to be wanted, you know, and, and to be recognized and, and really spending 25 years as a very closed off person and a very guarded person and being able to finally come out and just be open, you know, and, and yes, you care about what people think about you, but you can say, yes, but they, they care about how I'm portraying, not necessarily that it's about me. So you can still be guarded, but it, it's more about your performance at that time. And, and so I think that's why I, I do what I do because I, I have fun, you know, I, I get to be my own boss. I, I get to make my own decisions and number one, honestly, two, I guess number two, because the, the fame is the number one. Uh, the number two is I do get to meet awesome people such as yourself. You know, it, it's, it's wonderful to be able to watch people grow within the industry and see the successes, see the failures and, you know, just, just enjoy life. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. And in my, again, my personal experience, I wanted to ask uh, if you have the same, but that being open and being yourself and accepting of who you are and letting the guard down, which, yeah. you know, I have to do as well. Um, allows you to enjoy life a lot more and it, it's the the getting work is uh, definitely a part of it but i just like myself more when i'm doing it not yeah. doing the work but when i'm open because it's more about me i am open i'm accepting i am uh, you know hustling i'm productive and i'm creative and that makes me a better version of me rather than somebody who is you know sitting and you know being repressed and not yeah. And, and I, I think that that's probably the best answer right there, Alan. It, it is. It's it, it is that that freedom, you know, I, I've become and I, I, part of it is from me and for training, too. Um, I've become so much more sociable. You know, I, I used to go to the corner tavern. I'd sit in my little corner. I'd drink my beer or two and then I'd leave. And now instead, I'll go to the corner tavern, sit in the corner, but then I'll act like a fool just to get the attention, you know, and and eventually then somebody might come over and say, hey, stop it or dude, you're funny, you know, and and go from there. So I, I I'm with you. It, it, it it's a it's a freedom yeah. for what we do. And uh, how do you, again, you mentioned that you have uh, your ride share uh, uh, gig. Um, 
finances, right? You know, how how do you manage um, the inconsistency of uh, income? Not not even talking about the level of income, but just the inconsistency right. of acting income. Right. That that I mean, really, rideshare does the 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 large bucket of it. Mm -hmm. um, I, I do odd jobs. I actually once I get off the uh, the the call with you here. I'm going to be going to do a singing telegram. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, I, there's a, a gentleman. May I mention his company name on here? Absolutely. Yeah, and we'll put a link right below. It is Wham Bam Singing Telegrams okay. um, in Paddock Lake, Wisconsin. Um, so I'm going to be a town crier um, doing a singing telegram. So and I've developed different characters. I've, I've actually dressed in drag for a couple of TV commercials he's shot. Um, so there, there's just there's little things, you know, little independent things that that I think as actors, we we try to pull together, yeah. you know, and it it isn't always easy. You know that the uh, the money that the government gave during the pandemic sure did help out. You know, now that we're we're released from that a little bit, it it's growing again. But, you know, I I don't have that million dollar look i'm you know i don't have the square chin the you know the the beautiful teeth i have beautiful teeth but um you know it, so you're right work doesn't come consistently you know so it, it does always come with with side hustle and again i liken that to being in la where just about every waiter or waitress is an aspiring singer songwriter actor writer director you know um, but again, we, we do it for our love, you know, we, for the love of the, of the product is what it comes down to yeah. so yourself. Then, I mean, how do, how do you, how do you get by? Uh, I have a, you know, regular job. Um, I'm in it, I'm in marketing, I'm actually creating a marketable marketable. Yeah. That's, that's really well put. <laughs> Uh, digital marketing agency. I'm building a digital marketing agency right now because I have a background in marketing. I've been doing it, so now I want to like, have, uh, uh, do it for myself and then for the clients, which, again, like everything that I am doing in terms of the, uh, of the businesses or the jobs that I have, uh, it's to build in enough flexibility where if Chicago Med calls and saying, hey, we need you on set, I can say yes while still have money coming in because I have a family that, you know, not that I need to support my wife, uh, knock on wood, is doing wonderfully, but I need to contribute. And we have kids that are about to go to college and all the other stuff that I have to account for. So it's the balance of trying to give enough time and have the proper momentum and put in the training, put in the, uh, the hustle while also you know, living a life as a middle-aged, uh, you know, dad. So it's uh, it's not easy, but I found that when I just focus on the job aspect, I don't feel complete. When I do auditions, when I do, uh, you know, I land certain uh, jobs, which, you know, auditions are a lot more than landing, obviously. And uh, but it just it's fuel. It's fuel. It's creative energy that. Once you know, I get it. It's more balanced, and I again, I'm a better version of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I I couldn't agree with you anymore on that one. Yeah. Um, 
how does again I, I know you know from my perspective my wife is not uh, in the industry she uh, loves you know watching tv shows uh, but she cannot stand the industry and the way that the industry is and the whole idea you know i just did a uh, a great chicago mad audition which i uh, i did it i thought it was wonderful i thought it was natural it was perfect you know the 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 character is a little older than i am uh, but I, you know, I have facial hair. I did the whole thing just to, uh, to, uh, to land it. I thought I did great. I did not get a callback. I did not book it. And my wife hates that part of it. Uh, you put your heart out. You think you're going to get it. You're waiting for the phone. Yeah. I didn't shave for, you know, a week and a half just in case, you know, I'm going to get the call. She hates that part. Been there. Yeah. Yeah. And the inconsistency of it, it drives her nuts. So as long as I have a real job and this is a swap shoot, Great. Hey, if I'm offered a series regular and it's going to be, you know, uh, hey, honey, you know, here's a, a pile of money. I can do this. Can I quit my job? Yeah. But, you know, it, it's, it's a very serious conversation. So uh, how have you found that your lifestyle uh, affects uh, your relationship? Well, unfortunately, I, I was uh, divorced back in 2015. Uh, my daughter lives with my ex-wife down in Texas while I live up here in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. um, so I, and I really didn't, I did acting prior to my marriage, but when I got into the relationship pre-marriage and then through the marriage, I actually stopped acting mm -hmm. um, because at that point I had to be the quote unquote responsible one. Yeah. Um, and in Texas, there wasn't a lot going on. Um, they did work in New Mexico. They were actually shooting Transformers, um, which was actually my first film to work on. Nice. Um, you know, and so there are there are, are definitely concessions that we have to make within our lives. Um, now, as a single guy, I, I still can't just go out and blow the money that I have. You know, I, I do. I do have to make sure that. I have that that nest egg, if you will, if something happens, you know, there's uh, there's been talk of something going on in, in L.A. here within the next couple of weeks that could very well affect all of us, you know, oh. and in the other way around. OK, got it. Sorry. The other way around. <laughs> I was um, hoping it would be a gig that you're, you know. Well, like I well no, I did actually just last night. I turned in an audition for a, a commercial in LA. Um, so and I actually did. Uh, I was top two on a on a film shooting in LA, and then I just got an email from my agency uh, last week telling me that they canceled the character. <laughs> so. There, there are little setbacks. I know there's little setbacks like that. And and that's probably a big question, too, for, for your audience there is uh, how do how do you I'll, I'll ask you starting here, um, even though it's your show. Uh, it's a conversation. How, yeah. How, how do how do you deal with the, the rejection? How, how, you know, I mean, I'm sure that you probably do a couple hundred auditions a, a, a year if or every every month. You know, and, and you may or may not book all of them. So, how do how do you handle that? Uh, first of all, I'll, I'll qualify that it's not the rejection that's harder uh, to deal with. It's the not knowing and not hearing ever anything. So you you kind of do an audition, you send it off, 
you feel good about it. I've learned, and thankfully, some of the training that I have gone through, uh, they they basically were drilling into my head: is the audition is you, the and once you do your job, you put it aside, you forget about it because if somebody called, they call. But you have to feel good and the completion because we like to complete things as human beings. We want to bring something to the end of it, and when we view the ending of it as booking, you're going to be very upset and disappointed, and you're going to lose a lot of energy that way. But if you view the completion as, hey, I got the audition, I got ready, I did it, I sent it in, uh, now I let it go. That's why I stopped even calling my friends after auditions because I already let it go. But then the natural question from the friends is, how did you do? How did it go? And I had to go back in there. I'm like, I don't want to even think about it. I want to let it go. And then once I let it go, then I don't worry about it. So for me, two things again. Number one is uh, audition is your job. Everything else, don't worry about it. That's a bonus. Number two is I don't do this for the money. So money is not the primary uh, factor, and I don't need to get that job. I certainly want to, but I don't need to. And because I don't need to, that takes a lot of the pressure off of it. I think the performances are better, and my expectations and handling of rejection is better because I'm not worried about it. I would love to get it. So there are certain roles that you know I've auditioned for that I wanted to get that I thought will be like, okay, this is my next step, right? Uh, I was a you know I got a uh, a check avail for a recurring guest star on a Showtime series um, playing opposite Ethan Hawke. I'm like, baby, this is go. it. <laughs> this is it. And then you know nothing happens uh, as as uh, as most often. So there are things that I really wanted to get that I didn't get, but it's my kind of my outlook and my spirituality and the way that I view life. Of the right role is going to find you at the right time for you, and I just kind of do it that way. So other people, we all have our our circumstances, uh, but I know that. For me, where I am at this point in my life, at this point in my career, I am happy, and I am continuing to uh, to work forward. And I know that something is going to start happening because a lot of the auditions lately have been more for the you know co-star on these you know Chicago TV shows. Some of them are guest stars. Some of them are recurring co-stars. So the fact that I get invited, uh, I, I view that as the right sign of the same casting directors are calling you in for different parts. So that means that you, they don't think you suck. They think that, okay, we just need to find the right thing for him. So I, I'm hoping, <laughs> we'll see, right? Only only uh, universe uh, and God knows, but I'm hoping that that translates into me booking that next level, which is on a you know TV show. You know, I just did an Amazon commercial, which was really fun. So, like, I think I'm starting, and my agent, uh, uh, The Rock, who rocks, I love The Rock. Um, the Rock, there we go. They're getting the type of characters that I want to play, and they're sending me for the right things, and it's starting to, uh, to generate some traction. So, you know, long-winded answer to your question. Obviously, I like to talk, so I hope that you know filled in <laughs> the gap. And, and it does because I, I've been told the same thing that you were saying 
which is do it and then leave it. Yeah. My problem is, is I do it and then I get done with whether it's an in-person audition or a virtual audition or a taped audition and I'll send it off or I'll, you know, again, I'll sign off. And then I sit there for the next two hours going, okay, what if I would have said it this way? What if I would have said it that way? And I guess for me, you know, that goes back to that, that naive closeted kid that was so unsure of himself that he still lets those little things get away, you know, um, you know, and you, you said not so much the rejection and you're right. It, the rejection, I actually want the rejection. Um, <laughs> I, I want them to say, yeah. no, we don't want you. I would really like them to say, no, we don't want you because you're this, 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 or this, which will hurt, but maybe it's something I can work on yeah. versus the, here's my audition. I know I nailed it. And now it's crickets. You know, there, there's, there's absolutely nothing. And, um, you're right. You can't do this job thinking that it's for the money. You know, you can't just quit. I've had so many people that have asked me, you know, I want to, or told me, I guess I shouldn't say ask. I want to quit my job and do this full time. You can't. (laughs) Of, 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 Of The Rock, Helen Wells, Lori Linz, Babes and Bows, the first thing that they'll tell you is don't quit your day job. Yeah. Because this isn't consistent. I mean, there are certain actors that I see that are shooting a commercial every week. Again, good for you. I'm happy for you. But, you know, I don't see an audition, but maybe once every month, once every couple months. Um, otherwise, I'm hustling. I'm going to Columbia. I'm going to DePaul. I'm going to MATC in Milwaukee. I'm going to UWM in Milwaukee. You know, and and doing student films, sometimes for twenty bucks, sometimes for two hundred bucks, sometimes for free. You know, and I'm not going to survive because I, yes, once I get that recurring role, once I get that, you know, I Heart Abishola or Bob Hart's Abishola character, I, yes, then I can quit my day job. You know, but until then. Actors, if you're out there, whoever's out there, don't quit your day job. You know, yeah. it, it, uh, make your day job flexible enough where you can continue doing this and right. continue investing time and training and relationships and all the things that you have to do. But don't quit your day job because once it becomes for the money, you're done. Yeah, you're you're done creatively and. Uh, universal law speaking and uh you know everything it's just not a good place to be now because you're you're going to be only seeking out jobs that are you know high paying and then the second you do that you start losing those jobs and then it starts eating away at you you know so what do you do and the that's the beauty of again you you mentioned student films i i've done you know student films for uh, NAIC for Columbia, for DePaul, for Northwestern, uh, for University of uh, Chicago. So I've done uh, those and they're awesome. And the part that I love, I'm going to use Jack as an example. And Jack, you are not obligated to do this at all. 
But I remember, you know, Jack and I were talking about it and, you know, Jack and other directors, what do you think happens to the directors when they graduate film school? You know, they're going somewhere and they're trying to, and some of them are going to make it. And if you have the relationship with them and if they like you, there might be a phone call in your future that you're not expecting, you know, like uh, hopefully Jack uh, from, you know, from my side calling from LA uh, saying, hey, dude, I have a, I have a role for you. Come on now. Yeah. Right? Doing those student films, which a lot of them are for free, doing those student films for free uh, is going to give you the experience, is going to give you uh, uh, possible connections, is going to make you a better actor and build relationships and you have no idea what's going to happen yeah. but if you sit there wait uh and don't do anything that's what's going to happen no. and, and and i think that the the greatest thing for me and it's almost comical working on student films mm -hmm. is you're going to go in to project a and you have you know this one as a director this one as a lighting this one as you know sound this one as as gaff yeah. And then you get invited back for another film. Now your director is the gaff. Your your lighting is now the director. Your sound guy is now doing, you know, yeah. crafty. And you're right because they then kind of tend to pull themselves together, you know, and they like, okay, we like working with each other. Let's keep doing it. Mm -hmm. um, I've always heard a story and I don't know if it's true. I, I would hope that it is that Steven Spielberg, um, he actually – took his film crew from college and those are the guys that have really been with him. I'm sure some have left and done their own thing, but mm -hmm. the, they've stayed together on all these, you know, on uh, Amblin is essentially his college team from my understanding. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know that uh, if that's a fact, but I wouldn't be surprised at all. Right. Yeah. Um, the, the only thing that I would mention to the uh, to the beginning actors or to the actors who uh, want to do student films in order to get their reels uh, done. If you want to do it just so you can get a reel done, that's the wrong reason to do it. Yes. Because a lot of times they're not great, number one. Uh, other times you may never get the, <laughs> the information from them and you may never get that, uh, that footage uh, you know, there are some projects that I have done that it's been two years that I've never gotten anything from them. Yeah. Uh, so don't do it for that. Do it because it's a role that you haven't played before. Do it because you have heard and you know that the quality is uh, going to be at the right level. And, uh, you know, do it for the right reasons. Don't do it for the demo. Yeah, yeah. Because I will tell you, you're right. I've probably gotten one out of 20 demos from college students, even if I've asked them, um, and, no, and I won't say specifically, but there are two schools that the schools actually take ownership of the films. And so the students, you know, it's kind of like going into business with somebody and you create something while the business now owns it. Yeah. So when these kids make up their films, the schools now take ownership of the film. So they can't get you your, your reel. Okay. Well, yeah, that's that's even worse. And then uh, IMDb, right? I, I initially thought, oh, I'm gonna build up my IMDb, uh, you know, uh, because I'm gonna have all of these student films on there. Only a few of them actually go through the process of putting them on, on IMDb, uh, which is 
because you know it doesn't take a long time to, to do it. Everybody should be doing it, but do it for the right reasons. That's all. And, and I and I think too though, you know, on on that point is you do want um, to bring that fact up to students because it does help to build up their portfolio as well. You know, because uh, there are countless times that I've sent in for stuff for Atlanta, for um, Texas, that they've asked for my IMDb page, you know, because they want to see that there is material on there. So, yes, if students, if you're out there right now, as you're as you're writing your script and as you're putting it together, start getting that IMDb page, put it as pre-production. Put it as in production, put it as post production, because it will be valuable to you. It's going to be valuable to us as actors, to your lighting, to your, your stunt people, anybody that's involved in it. Yeah, we all need the credits. And uh, by the way, you know, that's why the first thing that I did when I started this program, every one of my guests immediately gets an IMDb credit for being on the program. So you're getting it. <laughs> Listen, it's it's uh, it's a joy and a pleasure to uh, to talk to you. I am sorry that we didn't get a chance to do this uh, sooner, and I am really hoping that I get to see you on one of the projects uh, in a in a short uh, period of time. Well, again, and as you said, everything is is in the universe's hands. You know, yeah. in God will will put it to us in the time that it has happened. He put us together today, as yeah. it needed to happen. So. Perfect. Um, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I hope this was uh, informational and uh, you got something out of it. If not, then you just got a chance to see a, you know, a uh, you know, guy in his 20s and a guy in his 40s uh, have a nice conversation. Thank you, everybody.